At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what is going on, my fine citizens? Welcome to the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit City Cast. One day away from the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Listen, with the way the Tigers have been sucking up the airwaves and the base pads and just everything in general, and the fact that we're not to football season yet, Pistons and Wings are done. This is a big deal. I mean, this is one of the biggest events we've had in Detroit in the last year. Uh, you know, obviously outside of the four major sports here. But I'm really excited. And I got my full official selections coming up in just a little bit. We'll go over some of the odds here. The general odds before I make my picks later on in the show. And some interesting stuff about the Red Wings. And how they did in, you know, looking at the draft but also the offseason season. Uh, there's some grades that he had, a grade that ESPN gave them, and I'm going to get to that in just a bit. But just quickly, with my man Jeff Lesson, his brothers and their wives, Chicago last night. Unfortunately, no Robert Lamb. Possibility of Vertigo, one of the original founding members, and he wasn't able to play the last three or four shows. And then Brian Wilson and Al Jardine, two of the original Beach Boys. But sadly, Brian Wilson was a statue, and allegedly he, because it seemed like he was unfair, like they were just trying to make money off his name. He wanted to go out there. He wanted to be part of this tour. But unfortunately, he's kind of gone. But the show in general was fantastic. A lot of great Beach Boys tunes. And of course, Chicago's been an incredible touring act for 55 years now. 
And to see a show, it was actually my first show. I've seen many concerts this summer. They've all been at LCA or Comerica. My first show at the newly renamed, named again, Pie Knob. Uh, great night, almost sold out, beautiful weather, and just so much fun. Ran into a a, uh, a guy named Randy, who's a longtime fan of mine, and he came up and said, are, are you unanimous? And maybe. Uh, that's what I normally do. People say, you sound just like a guy from 97.1. I'm like, yeah, I'm construction. I always get that. Uh, but very nice guy. Hopefully he's listening to the show. I told him all about it. And uh, just really cool crowd. I mean, you're going to go to a Beach Boy Chicago show uh, or a Brian Wilson Jardine Chicago show. It's going to be a really friendly, happy crowd. No, no issues whatsoever. And a beautiful night. So a lot of fun there as well. Let's take a trip directly to the Motown betting window. And it's brought to you by our great friends, at Bat Rivers and Bat Rivers Online Sports, we're serving up some big wins with our new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers as we get closer and closer to the U.S. Open. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. And now you can even stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 800-270-7117. Well, guess what? I guess all is right with the world again because the Tigers did not beat the Padres. I mean, when you saw that final, if you didn't watch the game, and you saw Manea going for the Padres, and they lose against Hutchinson 12-4, you had to think that that was a misprint. No way the Tigers did that. No way the Tigers took care with Drew Hutchinson on the mound and only pitched 4.4 in a, in a third innings and gave up six hits, four in runs. But the fact that the Tigers scored 12 and had 13 hits and were just banging balls out of the park left and right, Candelario, Haas, Candelario again, Cabrera in the sixth, 12-4. to four. Well, the Tigers came back, though, on Tuesday night it was a 3-2 game. They tie it up. It goes to extras. But then Gregory Soto, who might be on another team, a playoff contender towards the, you know, after the before the trading deadline. But a lot of concern with this. If you great pitcher, great metrics, all that kind of stuff. But boy, he hit two batters in the 10th inning, and the Tigers go on to lose 6-4 to to the Padres. Uh, you know, Soto can have, the Tigers haven't been a good team all year. He hasn't really had high-pressure situations against, you know, where, where the Tigers need to win a game to keep their, you know, leg up in first place or to keep their leg up in the wild card. He's had some pressure situations based on baseball situations, but not in general. So we'll see what happens if he does end up getting traded. Uh, but the Padres do win in 10. 6-4 to four is the final. The Tigers drop to 39-59, and 24-27 and 27 at home. Soto gets the loss. He's 2-5 and five with a 2-4-3 ERA. Rogers gets the win for St. Diego, 1-4 with a 3-9-8 ERA. And Martinez got his fourth save for San Diego. So now the three-game set is over later today. It'll be a 1-10 afternoon start. And listen, the, the news came out yesterday that the Tigers are basically listening to everybody about Tarek Skubal. He's 7-8 with a 3-8-8 ERA, but four basically really good starts in a row after the kind of the middle part of the season not being so good and obviously starting the season off like gangbusters. And he goes against one of the baseball's best this year, Hugh Darvish, 9-4 on the year with a 3-2-8 ERA. And the Tigers, of course, 
they're going to be an underdog in this one, no matter what, because Darvish is pitching. Uh, but not as big as, uh, you know, because Scooble's pitching. It's not that big of a of an underdog role for the Tigers, money line-wise. Padres minus 137 at Bet Rivers. Tigers plus 118, run line St. Diego. Minus 1.5 plus 123. Tigers plus 1.5 minus 155 on the run line. And the total kind of right where it should be. I actually might lean on the under here. 7.5 over even money, under minus 118. Not an official play, I, I told you. I'm not going to do a lot of official plays in the Tigers. There's just no value in it. Uh, but I do lean on the Padres and I do lean on the under. Uh, but those will not be official selections. If you're just really in the mood to bet the Tigers or bet the game itself or you're going out there uh, and you want to do a small play, I would definitely lean Padres and the under. But as I've told you, you can't just bet to bet. Uh, I'm always going to give you my feeling on things, but I'm not betting this game at all. I do believe the Padres are going to win, though. The Tigers, with Scooble on the mound, could be in, in this game and lose maybe 3-2, to 4-3, to 5-3, something like that. But I do not believe they are going to win this game against a San Diego team that definitely has not played their best the last couple of days. Got by with it in extra innings, almost blowing the lead or blowing the game in game number two. But I think they're going to kind of have, I don't know necessarily it's going to be a comfortable win in game three, but they'll look more like the Padres. Uh, the Tigers at one point out hit San Diego uh, on Tuesday night, 10-5 to for the late stage of the game. I mean, that's not the way the Padres have been uh, recently. They've been, you know, banging the balls out of park, scoring tons of runs. They almost, you know, shot it down the Mets until the final game of that series when there was a scoring explosion after the sixth inning. Other than that, though, they are really keeping uh, the opponent's uh, runs down, and they've been able to score a lot of runs themselves. So that's where we're at with the Padres and Tigers in game number three of the three-game set. And then after that, the Tigers will move on and they will go to Toronto, and they'll play a four-game set with the Blue Jays. It'll start on Thursday night, 7.07 Eastern, and it'll be Alexander for the Tigers and Manoa, one of the best pitchers in baseball, 11-4 with a 2-2-4 year. He's definitely firmly in the Cy Young race. He will go in game number one, undecided for the Tigers in game number two against Stripling, who's 5-3 and and a 3-1-0 ERA. Game number three, we'll have Hutchinson for the Tigers. Toronto is still undecided. And then to wrap it up on Sunday, a 12-05 game. My dad's favorite on Peacock. That early game on Peacock, the Tigers are undecided. Jose Barrios for the, tw- uh, I was going to say the Twins, for the Blue Jays, 7-4 and four, with a 5-2-2 ERA. Let's take a look at Rocket Mortgage Classic odds. It lifts off tomorrow on Thursday. The favorite, Patrick Cantley, has actually moved down. He was 10 to 1, then 9 to 1, now 8 to 1. A lot of money coming in on Patrick Cantley. And remember, I'm going to break down where I'm at with my official. I have five official selections for you and my thoughts on Cantley. Uh, I'll tell you this, I'll give you, a, I'll kind of blow the tease right here. I am fading Cantley, not just because he's the favorite, and you want to do that a lot uh, in these weaker field tournaments. But I don't like his form recently, and I don't think his form is going to translate to. You know, the, the, the bad recent form to Detroit Golf Club, the North Course. So he's the favorite at 8-1. Fidal's odds are up from 11-1 to 1 to 12-1. to 1. I don't think there's a great chance of Fidal repeating as great of a player as he is. Uh, so tough to do on the PGA Tour. Will Zalatoris, my guy, will he be a Squatch official selection? He's 14-1. Cameron Young, 18-1. Max Homa, 20-1. Maverick McNeely, 33-1. Denny McCarthy and uh, Keegan Bradley, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Cam Davis... All as well at 33 to 1, along with Maverick McNeely. Here's the 35 to 1s Kevin Kistner, Davis Riley, who could be a selection of mine. Uh, and then the 40 to 1s Chris Kirk, Adam Hadwin, Sahith Thigawa, Mark Hubbard, Cameron Tringali, who's played a lot of great golf lately. Uh, Kim Jung Hung is 50 to 1, along with Russell Henley and Gary Woodland and Taylor Pendrith. 
and see Wu Kim. And then the 55 to ones include Cam Champ, Brandon Steele, who I'm thinking about making a play out as well. Uh, the 60 to ones are, well, just one player at 60 to one right now, Bet Rivers. Scott Stallings, Jonathan Vegas. Yeah, I love Jonathan Vegas. We've given him out a few times this year on the show. Had a top five, top 10 with him. We, we catch those both, but he's not been able to win uh, a tournament this year on tour. He is 66 to one, uh, along with Matt Kutcher, Kevin Streelman. Uh, and then Troy Merritt at 71. Here's the 80 to ones. Then we'll cut it off there. Chris Goddard, Nick Hardy, Adam Svensson, Danny Willett, Patrick Rogers, Alex Smalley, Wyndham Clark, Luke List, Ryan Palmer, Jason Day. Those are your 90 to ones. And as I've been talking about throughout this week, it's a better field than last year, but not a better field than the first Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, back in 2019. So, I, I mean, listen, you've got some pretty good players at the top. Uh, you know, this field, Cantley, Finau, Zalatoris are three of the best players in the world right now. Cam Young, Homer, McNeely have had some solid seasons. So, decent field. Not as weak as the 3M was. And definitely not as weak as some of the other, you know, really secondary small fields on like off weeks when not many of the top players are playing. Weeks before majors or after. When sometimes this year, we've had guys like Rory and Justin Thomas and others play the week before the PGA and the week after. And the week before the US Open and the week after. That's not really... Uh, the situation here where it's before or after a major, but definitely a weaker field as they get set for the FedEx Cup playoffs just a couple of weeks away. All right, that is a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And before we get into my official selections for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, I wanted to talk some Red Wings here. And of course, we got a while until the season starts, but just taking a look back at what they've done this offseason. This is a team, and you know, you look at the futures right now. And this isn't going to be the year coming up. Obviously, a brand new coach and, you know, you're working on finding out that great goaltender uh, of the future. The Wings right now, as far as the division goes, are above Buffalo and the Canadians are 17-1, to 1, along with Ottawa, Buffalo with 100-1, and the Canadians 200-1. So last time we saw Montreal that far down the trough in the uh, Atlantic Division. The Panthers, the Maple Leafs are the favorites at 2-1. Lightning plus 240 uh, uh, coming off the Stanley Cup Finals losing appearance. Boston, 13 to 1. And then I mentioned the Senators and the Wings, 17 to 1. Last year, I believe the Wings were like 30 or, or 35 to 1 in the division. So they're definitely moving up there. And then when it comes to win the Stanley Cup, this is where we have really seen, you know, things move for the Detroit Red Wings. Is it going to be this season? No. But can they get a lot closer over the next year? with their new coach and move forward in two years and maybe be a legit contender? I think they can. And right now, you look at where the Wings were at last year, top three or bottom three or four. Now they are ahead of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 11 teams. They are right above the Canucks. Wings are 45 to one. And they're tied with the Stars, the Preds, uh, right uh, below the Devils and the Capitals and the Senators who are 40 to one. So the, the Red Wings ahead of the Canucks, the Blue Jackets, the Jets, a team that I was on a couple of years ago, the Flyers, the Kraken, no surprise there, the Duck Sharks, Sabres, Canadians, Blackhawks, Coyotes. Right now, basically middle of the pack. Can they move up into that t- top 12, 13, upper echelon of the NHL and then eventually definitely be in the top 10, firmly the top 10, and hopefully in the top six or so in the next couple of years? That is the goal. But you got to build pieces, you got to draft well. And here is what the Red Wings grade was via ESPN. For the offseason, I want to read a couple passages here for you. And this, you know, it's all on paper right now. We know that. But this is what they had to say about who the Wings added and kind of where we're at with the team. 
You know, they, they added Andrew Kopp, great ad by Stevie Eiserman, Huso, you know, Perrin, Monita, uh, obviously they lost Greece, the goaltender, Pickard, the goaltender, and Mark Stahl. Uh, but still about $10 million cap space. This is what they had to say about the, the coaching move. Red Wings moved on from Blashill in April, ending a seven-year tenure as head coach. Detroit has since named former Tampa Bay assistant Derek Lalonde as Blashill's replacement. Lalonde has never run his own NFL, NHL bench, but as part of John Cooper's staff since 2018, he has helped to guide the Lightning to consecutive Stanley Cup championships. It's a winning pedigree that would give most general managers confidence in Lalonde. And this isn't like a... You know, Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, Patriot Way situation. This is totally different uh, because assistant top assistant coaches on the bench in the NHL are big deals, and they're really working closely with the, the head coach. And obviously, in this case, uh, John Cooper. And the you know the the Lightning almost went back to back to back Stanley Cups unheard of in the last 20, 25 years. So that's a great move. And then you look at the free agency stuff, and they talk about how Iserman has not messed around in free agency, trying to cap space to use. He has given this group a great chance to be in the playoff mix this upcoming season. Going up to the rights to Huso was a good start. Eisenman traded for him, obviously, with St. Louis. Then got a three-year extension done. Um, you know, getting paired on the two-year $9.5 million deal. Great work by Eisenman. Uh Talked about the cop signing, $28.125 million to bolster Detroit's top six. And, you know, Cop was a 20-goal scorer between New York and Winnipeg last year and had a lot of interest in free agency. And, of course, he's from Detroit and wanted to play at home, and Eisenman was definitely happy to oblige him in that. Uh, and then the Wings obviously got a solid middle six op- option. ESPN mentions in Kubalik. Uh, former 30-goal scorer, clocking in on just a two-year, $5 million deal. Uh, and then just overall, the Red Wings got an A grade. And there were only a few of those handed out. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes were another team that got an A grade, but very few teams. Uh, I think Edmonton, Edmonton was the uh, another one that got an A grade. But not many teams got an A grade in this uh, ESPN article. Um, and the Wings definitely were one of the winners of free agency in, in the offseason. And then we'll see what happens when it comes to what Steve Eiserman did in the draft. And to be able to see a guy fall to the Red Wings in the sense of Casper, who came down to eight, I mean, this could be a huge boon for the Red Wings. They get Dylan James, the left winger, in round number two. Uh, you know, they got a great defenseman, and you'll hand I think he was about a round uh, lower than he should have been. Uh, you know, I trusted Stevie Y and what he's been doing in the draft, because obviously with Lucas Raymond and, uh, you know, so many others that he's been able to get. Mo Sider was his first pick. Remember, people were like, whoa, Mo Sider, Germany, who is this guy? You call the rookie, call the trophy, uh, you know, uh, call the trophy the rookie of the year, last year. Eisenberg knows what he's doing. He's building through the draft. He's building through free agency. And I think the Wings are going to be the kind of team, I think we're going to see anybody go to 25 straight playoff appearances anymore uh, in, in this modern era in the NHL. But they're going to be the kind of team that can be good for a decade as opposed to like, you know, the Maple Leafs. They'll be good for like a year or two, then bad for five. You know, Edmonton's had that problem. And, and a lot of uh, hockey teams historically that have been good are having that kind of problem. Well, guess what? I'd rather have the Wings be bad for three, four, five years. And it's not like Blashill didn't, you know, try to help them move forward. It just wasn't the right mix. And I'd rather them be good for, you know, bad for three, four years and then good for a decade than just kind of being good for a year, bad for two, good for two, bad for three. That's what hopefully the Lions are going to be built to with Brad uh, Sherlock Holmes. That's hopefully what, what obviously Troy Weaver, the Dream Weaver, is doing with the Pistons. Uh, we know how people feel about Al Avila right now. But with the Red Wings, Stevie Y has the track record. He got the job down in Tampa. They went and won back-to-back you know, Stanley Cups because of the teams that he built and almost won a third in a row and went to the Stanley Cup Finals for the third straight season this year. So the 
the definitely the sky is the limit and the the darkness of the rough years for the Red Wings I believe is definitely subsiding and I you know I talk about this a lot on the show and I've, I've pulled people and, and people will ask me this question in public a lot the team with the biggest upside I like to say it's the Lions right now because the Lions have had no success really for the better part of five decades but the team that I think has the most upside is the Detroit Red Wings because you've got a track record franchise-wise. You've got a track record GM-wise with Stevie Y. Uh, the Tigers are kind of a, you know unknown right now. Pistons could be really, really good with Ivy and Cunningham and Sidney Bay. And I think Troy uh, Weaver knows, definitely knows what he's doing. Uh, question with them is, is Dwayne Casey the right guy? We'll find out a lot of that in the next couple of years. And then, you know, as I mentioned with the Lions, I don't know if Dan Campbell's the right guy. I hope he is. But that team's being built into a crescendo, hopefully, where they can be a long-term viable contender. When it comes to the Detroit Red Wings, I think they right now might have the highest upside with all the great young players, the Ravens, the Siders, the Larkins, etc. Finding the goaltender is key. But maybe Lalonde is going to be this kind of coach that in the first couple of years takes this team far in the playoffs. Heck, Gerard Gallant, the former Red Wing, took the Las Vegas Knights to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year of existence. It can happen in the NHL. Why not Lalonde, a guy that's been to three straight Stanley Cup Finals and won back-to-back Cups before this year? I think that right now the Wings might have the biggest upside and can turn things around the quickest from this rebuild. Basically, the whole city's in a rebuild with all the four pro teams. And uh, I feel pretty good about that. So that's what ESPN gives the Wings an A grade in the offseason. Uh, that is definitely always good news. It's just one source, but I've seen this from a lot of different places uh, where the Wings definitely were one of the two or three biggest winners in the offseason thus far. All right, coming up next, my official selections for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It lifts off tomorrow. Get to that straight ahead right here on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least 25 bucks, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. All right, time for the Rocket Mortgage Classic official selection. It's going to be a ton of fun. I've been out there every year. It's better. I'll be out there on Friday uh, hanging around the 1899 Club, checking out my man Will Zalatoris and others. And it really is, it's so awesome because I've been lucky enough to go to the U.S. Open in Oakland Hills in 97 and senior PGA, cover senior PGA uh, championships at Dearborn, uh, the TBC at Dearborn. And, you know, go to Warwick Hills for the, uh, in Grand Blank for the Buick Open for years and, and many other great events that we've had here but to never really have a PGA Tour event in the city of Detroit proper and to have it now the whole digital divide thing they're doing is one of the charity functions to help everyone get connected to the internet in, in you know uh, the city of Detroit and what these you know what these events mean for a city and a community and, and the golf fans it just I mean obviously the pandemic screwed a lot of things up but the first year being out there and seeing so many people that I knew, either just personally, friends of mine, or uh, you know, people that I you know have known throughout my life, or knew through other friends and, and sports and stuff like that, and then obviously people that listened to me on ninety seven one heard me call you know Pistons uh, pre and post and and some play by play and the Titans as well, and just people that knew who I was that were you know uh, humbly fans of mine, 
and knew that I love golf and, you know, yelled, it's Squatch or Leech, you're better than Rieger, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it's just awesome. It's such a great atmosphere. There's so many things to do for whether you're a five-year-old kid or an 85-year-old grandpa. The food, you know, the sounds, the, the easy access to be able to walk around and, and see different holes. Uh, you know, DGC sets it up perfectly. So I'm really excited for this event to be back. Basically, you know, we're still in this COVID period. It's not like it's going away, but it's completely different than it was, you know, last year and even further for obviously a couple years ago when uh, there was just basically a club. I mean, even certain media was not allowed to go uh, at the height of the pandemic uh, in 2021. So, or 2020, excuse me. So this is this is going to be uh, just a great event for the city of Detroit. And of course, it's the North Course at the Detroit Golf Club, uh, par seventy two. Checks in about seventy three hundred and seventy yards. And if if you don't know, it was updated for the tour's debut on this course when it started three years ago. You know, the year before the pandemic was the first year in twenty nineteen. And and listen. It's it's got a decent field. I mean, last week in the 3M, kind of a weak field. This week, it's nothing like we're gonna. You know, you have a, a top level, uh, you know, PGA event. Obviously, nothing like a major. But there there's some good players in this field. Patrick Cantlay is one of the top players in the world. Will Zalatoris, you know how much I love him, and how many times we've given him out on this show. Cam Young, Cam Davis, Tony Finau, Max Homa. It's a pretty dark. It, it might be overall based on what's going on right now. Maybe except for the first year, the best field overall for the Rocket Mortgage here in Detroit because last year's field was very, I mean, it was overall very weak. There were definitely some nice players in there. Then the first year, Ricky Fowler was playing much better. And you had, you had a, 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 I think, overall the best ranking field when it came to the official World Golf rankings and the FedEx Cup standings uh, in 2019. But this is going to be pretty darn close to that. And, and listen, we're going to have plays for you throughout the week, as always. We'll talk about, you know, on the Fantastic Friday show, uh, or excuse me, throw it on Thursday at Fantastic Friday shows about what's going on in the tournament. And I'll always, as I you know, post plays on Twitter over the weekend if there's anything that I like, whether I want to bang on a top five or bang on an outright. We did that a couple times last week. It got close. And I did take both Grelio and Finau, uh, let you know about them on, on social media for the final round of the 3M before Piercy's collapse. But I've got five solid plays for you here, and they're all outrights. And I will probably be adding on some top fives or top tens. But I think this is the kind of tournament, as we've talked about on the show before, that I love. The weaker field tournaments where, yeah, there's some favorites you might want to sprinkle in. But this is where you could find some excellent value down the trough, 50 to 1, 70, 100 to 1, something like that. So I, I will possibly back up some of these with top fives and top tens. But I think that I of these five players, one of these guys is going to win, and and it starts with Will Zalatoris. Now, I know right now Bet Rivers fourteen to one, you know he's not the favorite. The favorite's Patrick Cantlay and Finau, who won last week. I'll talk. I'll, I'll get to Tony Finau in a minute, but I still think there's tremendous value on Zalatoris. This is the time that I think he finally wins a tournament. This guy has been the number one player in strokes gained approach, number two in strokes gained tee degree. He's been in the mix countless times this year and just continues to seemingly find a way to bounce back. Uh, I mean, he's probably, I don't want to say should have won the PGA, but was right there with Justin Thomas in the playoff. You know, we know what he did in the Masters a couple years ago. This guy is going to get a, a major. I mean, he was right there in the U.S. Open too. Uh, and obviously, luckily, we had uh, both him and Matthew Fitzpatrick, but... 
He's ranked 13th in the world. Three runner-ups in majors. Three runner-ups this year. Inside the top six on leaderboards more often during the last four months than he's finished outside that number. And great quote that I, I got from my man Jason Sobel. Uh, he, he wrote this uh, you know, in a lead-up to the, the tournament, and he likes Zal Torres too. And he said uh, that after the U.S. Open, this is what Zal Torres said, quote, I'd pay a lot of money for about an inch and a half, and I'd probably be a three-time major champion at this point. It's been that close. He at least should have one, if not two, and then he could have three. To me, it's a full two-unit play on Will Zalatoris at 14-1. I mean, even down to 12-1, to you, you still got to take him. I love Will Zalatoris. Uh, I can't wait to see him. Hopefully, I have a good day on Friday when I'm out there. And I think Will Zalatoris is a fantastic play for DGC. This is a, uh, you know, a ball strikers type course. There's not a ton of trouble, but if he can use the irons the way he has throughout this season, throughout his career, his young career on the PGA Tour... I think Will Zalatoris is going to win the 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic. Now, I mentioned, it's not, not that I don't think Cantley has a chance. Cantley's incredible, and he's the favorite in this, in this field for a reason. But I don't like his form as of late. Finau, do you know how tough it is to go back-to-back? And, and Finau, in a way, almost backed into the win last week, but he still was playing great. I mean, obviously, not backed in in the sense that he won it, but Scott Pierce to get a five-shot lead. You can't blow five-shot leads on the final day of a tournament anywhere. I don't care if you're playing in Glen Oaks or if you're playing at, you know, Augusta. Uh, I mean, don't mention that to John Vandeville, by the way. But Finau's not going back-to-back. Will he be in the mix this week? Probably. And it might be worth, you know, a little bit of a play at a top five. But I just, it's so tough to win on the PGA Tour, as well as El Torres, and it's so tough to go back-to-back. And it's, with all due respect to Tony Finau, one of my favorite players for years now on the tour, he's not Tiger Woods. You know, he's not Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, some of the greats of all time that were able to, you know, uh, to go back-to-back multiple times. He's a great, really good player. This is definitely a weaker field. But I don't think that he's going back-to-back, so I'm going to fade Tony Fina. I think he'll still be in the mix. He's such a great player, has momentum. But to go back-to-back is so tough in uh, the PGA Tour. So the next play, it's a unit play on my man Max Homa. And I think this course sets up really nicely for Homa as well. Um, you know, he did have the kind of open, open championship that I thought he would have. But 11 under to finish this event in the top 25 last year. He's having a great year. 13th overall in total strokes gained. I know he missed the cut at the Open. I think he's going to bounce back here and have a great uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. I like the value at 20 to 1 for Max Homa. Now, a couple other uh, plays for you here. Davis Riley, who we had last week. I think Davis Riley has excellent value. And yeah, wasn't the kind of finish that we wanted in the end last week for Davis Riley. Uh, You know, he definitely looked like he was going to be a good play and just kind of jumped out and really kind of busted it and missed the cut. But I think Davis Riley's recent form has been phenomenal. And listen, if he had had a good week last week, he'd probably be in the 20s. He's 35 to 1. And when you look at the metrics of Davis Riley, the way his strokes gain uh, approach has been, the way his strokes gain around the green has been, I like Davis Riley in this spot as well. So it's a unit play on Davis Riley at 35-1. to 1. Another guy that maybe some of you don't know as much about, but maybe you're, you're hearing me talk about him more, is Sahith Thagala. 
He has really climbed up the charts this year on the PGA Tour. I think DGA, DGA, I was say DGA, DGC, Detroit Golf Club, will fit his game, the North Course, within his game excellently. He's solid off the tee. He's a good putter, good around the greens. I think Saith Thigala is a solid play at 40-1. to 1. And then we're going to go further down the trough. I, I do, by the way, I wanted to mention that I... It's not an official play, but I do have a lead on Brendan Steele we had last week, and he missed the cut to get the job done, but he's 55-1. to 1. I think this course would fit him well as well. But we gave you Callum Tarum last week. Tied for 7th, basically 100-1. to 1. Played great. Could get it done in the end. Could have been a little better. But he is, you got to look this time of the year at guys that are trying to make the playoffs and keep their tour cards. And right now he's 126th on the FedEx Cup points list. He needs another strong week. And, you know, there's a bunch of guys above him that are suspended because of the live stuff. So this is going to be a momentum, you know, continuing week for Callum Tarum after what he did last week. 90-1. to 90-1 to to win the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I love a half unit play on Callum Tarum at 90-1. to So there are your five official DTM Prediction Sasquatch Rocket Mortgage Selections. We'll do a half unit play on Callum Tarum. At 90 to 1. And then we will also do full unit plays on Sahith Thagala at 40 to 1, Davis Riley at 35 to 1, my man Max Homa at 20 to 1, and a two unit play on Will Zalatoris. Will this be his time? The first title in his young PGA career that will be the first of many. I believe it will take him anywhere down to 12 to 1 or better. Uh, right now, 14 to 1 at Bet Rivers, so snatch that number before it goes down. And it could possibly go up closer to the tournament, but uh, also, I, I you know, this is a guy that maybe, if he doesn't get off to a, a blazing start, is like, you know, one or two under, and the leaders are five or six or seven under. Uh, you could maybe get an even better price heading into day two. But I think Zalatoris will be in the mix in the end. And there you have it. Well, I know a lot of you hopefully will be going out there to the Rocket Mortgage. If you see me out there, come say hi. Uh, it is going to be fantastic, such a brilliant event, and nothing like watching live PGA Tour golf outside, walking around, the food, the drinks, the atmosphere, the noise, the different things you can do out there, the you know the testing of the clubs and the different promos they have, and getting the merchandise. It just the whole thing. I just love it. I absolutely love it. So hopefully, I'll see a lot of you guys out there as well. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. See you tomorrow for Throwdown Thursday. As we get you set closer and closer to the weekend and closer and closer to football, we'll talk some Lions coming up on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the CityCast. Until then, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, out!